Welcome to New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, where we envision to build a biblical community of loving believers, which have a personal relationship with God and each other, modeling the pattern of lifestyle of Jesus Christ. Join us now as we prepare our hearts and minds to hear and receive the Word of God from the man of God, Senior Pastor Rev. Nathaniel Wood. Our brothers and sisters, this weekend and especially on tomorrow, we will celebrate Martin Luther King Jr. Day across America. MLK Jr. Day is not simply about a single man. It is about a struggle of black people for nearly 400 years of presence in America. I was talking to Reverend Webb in the office earlier and I reminded him and myself just a few years prior to my birth in York, Pennsylvania in 1960 black people were murdered because they tried to move into a neighborhood that was completely white. Black people, this is right when I was born, were killed because they attempted to integrate schools. Churches were burned and bombed because they encouraged black people to vote. Black men were tied to stakes and burned. Others were lynched. Black women were raped with no arrest of the rapists. Black folk, if they were hired first, guess what? They was fired first. <laughs> there were very few black faces in any of the major league sports. And if you saw a black in a professional business, they most likely were holding a mop or pushing a broom. If blacks applied for credit, they were charged the highest interest rates. Uh, can, I, can I be truthful today? Black people were considered inferior to their Caucasian counterparts and were treated 
as second class citizens and for some they were not treated as human beings at all. Back in the 60s, I don't, uh, those days we lived together. We worked together and went to school together because there were no other options available. In his I Have a Dream speech in 1963, Dr. King told us about his dream of what the promised land could be for all races of people. But in order for this dream to become a reality, there would still be bloodshed, battles fought, places burned down, people sent to jail, and a whole lot of abuse and humiliation for people of color before this nation would even consider the dream of a promised land for all people. Y'all might quiet in here. I believe that what motivated our forefathers and foremothers to continue fighting for freedom in spite of all the evil that was done to them was their belief that there was in fact a promised land reality that was attainable. That promised land was a place that we as a people would be in charge of our own destiny. We would soar in our education levels. We would live where we wanted to live. We would compete wherever we wanted to compete. We would be lifted out of poverty and have a much higher standard of living. We would be second to nobody and stand as an equal among all peoples of all colors. In our scriptural text today, we find that Moses wants to see the promised land. Even though he knows that he was disqualified from going over with the children of Israel to possess it as a result of his disobedience to God's command. So, God allowed Moses to climb up to the top of Mount Pisgah to view 
with his eyes only the promised land. And from up on the mountain, Moses could get the picture of what God had in mind for his people and it was truly going to be a wonderful existence. You and I have heard excerpts of Dr. King's speech in which he says, I've been to the mountaintop. I've seen the promised land. Dr. King in this declaration is simply restating what Moses had said in the book of Deuteronomy when God allowed him to see the promised land. Moses saw actual land whereas Dr. King saw the promised land in terms of a new way of living. Dr. Hagee, I wonder what Dr. King would think and what he would say about us and his dream for us if he could be brought back to life today. No doubt, no doubt, he would be completely shocked at where we are today as a people. Now, let me be the first to acknowledge that God has brought us from a mighty mighty long way. Am I right about it? As a people, we can vote, we can be elected, we can attend the schools of our choice, we can pretty much live where we want to live, we can sit anywhere on the bus now, <laughs> We can have high-paying jobs. We can do things that our grandparents only dreamed about. And in America, even the poorest among us would be considered quite well off by the majority of the people in the world. We have opportunities in front of us with all kinds of unlimited potential. Yet, I believe that Dr. King would be appalled at the promised land so many of us choose to settle for. As bright as a people as we are. Fred, why do only 
58% of our youth graduate on time. As intelligent as our black men are, why do we allow one-third of us to get involved in the criminal justice system? With over 350 years of slavery behind us, how did nearly a million of us end up behind bars with no freedom than that of the plantation slave of the days in the past? Can, can I talk to y'all? We have a history of outstanding women in our past culture, like Harriet Tubman, Mary McLeod Bethune, and others who risk everything for their people. And yet today, we have so many of our women who are trading their precious bodies for a few rocks of crack cocaine. Oh, okay, y'all. All right. Can I talk to y'all, New Providence? Back in the days of slavery, the overseer used to carry a whip and a gun to keep us in check. Today, Deacon Mormon, the overseer has become the drug dealer <laughs> or the gang leader who uses us for his own purposes of getting rich. Can I be blat blatantly honest? Back then, when the overseer called us nigger, we knew it was a put down. But today's overseer calls us his nigger. And we have the crazy idea that we've been given a badge of honor and somehow have been promoted. Oh, come on here now. Can I, can I get more blatant? The Caucasian slave master used to call our women and young girls into his quarters and use their bodies for his pleasure. And then send them back out to work his fields or to clean his house or to prepare his food. <laughs> he could care less if those women got pregnant or not. He had no intention of being a father to any kids he produced. He could have sex with the women or girl one minute and beat her for something ridiculous 
before the day was over. But can I bring it today? The master today is called the lover or the pimp or my man or my boo. Come on now, come on. At least back then, our women knew they were being abused and despised by the master for it. But today, the young women say, well, he loves me. And then they have child after child from this guy who is just using them for his own pleasure. He has no intention of staying around. For in his mind, he is in love with a stripper. And as a result of this mentality amongst our black men and women, only one child in three will be born with a mom and dad who will call each other husband and wife. Why y'all so quiet today? My brothers and sisters, you know it is possible for God to have something great in store for your life. And you know what? You can miss out on what God has for you big time. The problem with many of us is with the size of the mountains we climb in order to see our promised land. Oh, Lord. Some of us climb such pitiful small mountains that we cannot see Beyond tomorrow. And let me give you an example. Young people, if you have a mighty small mountain as your goal, when your boyfriend or girlfriend is wanting to have sex with you, you will only think of the next hour. You will forget about the long-term issues. What you talking about, Pastor? You'll forget about venereal disease. You'll forget about HIV. You will forget about pregnancy. You will forget about child support payments that in most cases don't show up. And you will forget about the fact that it is a likelihood that the person will be out of your life sooner than you think. Okay. 
Shut it down, Pastor Wood. Can I really shake it up? If you're going to choose a small, pitiful mountain as your goal, and in turn be rebellious enough to reject what God has for your life, then my brothers and sisters at least be smart enough to use condoms and birth control. Oh Lord, I know that I know, I know, I know password. But remember, these things will not guarantee any protection for you. They will simply reduce your chances of getting pregnant or getting a disease. But remember that no matter how well you plan to choose to sin, God always reserves the right to determine the consequences. And guess what? I found out that consequences do not always show up the next day. <laughs> the Bible says, be sure your sin will find you out. And it will do so at a time when you don't expect it to. <laughs> and let me just say this. Just because someone else seemed to get away with something does not mean that you will. <laughs> when God called Moses, God fully intended for Moses to enter the promised land. His God-given position was to lead God's people, the Hebrews, the former slaves out of Egypt, and into the land God had for them. Now, if you're a good Bible reader, you know that there were nearly a million people in the congregation of Israel on their way out of Egypt to the promised land. They had not been on the journey for six months before they started complaining about how hard it was to get to the promised land. Then when they got to the border of the promised land, they said, well, even though the promised land is everything that God said it would be, we do not have the strength 
to go in and take the land. So they rejected God's promised land reality. And as I close, many of us here today are incredibly gifted. We're bright. We're intelligent. We have great people skills. We are good at what we do. But we have rejected the promised land that God has for our life. <laughs> Some of us sincerely believe that we really don't need the Lord in our lives. But let me stop by and warn you. <laughs> uh, a day's coming. And if you and I don't change our ways, we will regret the choices that we've made in our past. What are you saying, Pastor Wood? I'm saying that you and I are nowhere near as in control of our lives as we think we are. <laughs> How many of us in here want the promised land reality that God has for us. The question is, what are you willing to let go in order to inherit God's promised land reality for you? Lean over your neighbor and say, let go. Some of us need to let go some relationships that have drug us to a halt from not entering into our promised land. Some of us need to let go some of those unholy alliances. <laughs> those unholy alliances that cause us to maintain behavior that is counterproductive to entering into God's promised land. All right, I'm through. But how high is your view of the promised land reality that God has for you? God tells Moses to go to the top. <laughs> go to the top of the mountain. And from the top of the mountain, you will be able to look west, north, south, and east and see all the land that God has prepared for you. 
As I close this sermon, just say, keep on climbing. Keep on climbing the mountains. Because the higher you climb, the more you'll see. <laughs> the higher you go, the better view you will get of God's promised land in your life. Quit going up halfway the mountain and stopping and trying to view from the halfway point. But go to the top and God will show you the land that he has set for you. Come on, stand to your feet all over the church. We know that you have been blessed through the hearing of God's Word on this day. We invite you to join us at New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, located at 4813 Hilltop Needmore Road, Fuquay, Verena, North Carolina. For more information, you can contact our ministry at 919-552-3531 or visit our website at www.NewProvidenceBaptist.com. Thank you for joining us and be blessed.